You're listening to a Bill Bennett podcast special feature, a conversation with Charles Koch. He's the chairman and CEO of Koch Industries. We're at the halfway point of this series where Charles shares his concept of the virtuous cycle. On this episode, we examine how the virtuous cycle creates success in business and how it can be replicated. Well, I think these virtuous cycles are replicable, and and I've seen it, to every business, for every individual, in education, in communities, uh, in government. That's what we need, and that gets my, my vision now for what, I mean, it isn't, it's expressed differently because I think this more fully gets to the core. My, all my philanthropy and my social change work is directed toward this. That is, and this is part, uh, part and parcel to, to creating virtuous cycles and or what's necessary for everybody to have the opportunity to create their own virtuous cycles. And that is to move toward a society of equal rights and mutual benefit where people succeed by creating value for others. And that's, a, that's kind of an integration of, uh, well, of many things, but draws from the Declaration of Independence and, and Frederick Douglass's interpretation and practice of it and, and Hayek's sentence, which I look at all the time. He said, the possibility of men living together in peace and to their mutual advantage without having to agree on common concrete aims and bound only by abstract rules of conduct was perhaps the greatest discovery mankind ever made. Well, I know you're familiar with that. That's what we try to practice everywhere. And so he's talking about how virtuous cycles are created. And you look at the history of the world, the countries, the businesses, and the individuals who practice this are the ones who have contributed to well-being. A very specific question, Charles. Again, staying in the business uh, in the business realm and other discussions with you. I want to talk about other realms: government, education, so on, community. But in the business world, um, you're a tremendous success uh, nationally, internationally. Have other CEOs come to you to seek your advice? Have you talked to them about the virtuous cycle, the steps? Have people come to you to, and said? What, what is it we need to do? Have you been asked to do an audit or analysis of others? Yes, we, we've set up a, a market-based management institute and, and many companies. I mean, we, the problem is, is demand exceeds the supply. So it's hard because to, to teach this and consult in it, you can't just read a book. As, you know, as, we, as I said earlier, what you asked me about is you get this from practice or you get this from theory. Well, it's the integration of the two. And one, you learn one from the other. And that's part of, of, of a three-dimensional education. Thinking of, again, thinking of your virtuous cycle, and this is, you know, very, it's so fertile, the ideas. But if you look at businesses that fail, and let's take regulation and fear of, you know, stepping forward out, because we've already talked about those. In the context and the structure of the virtuous cycle, on which count do businesses that fail fail most often? Well, I, I I think it's both. I think they're both. One hand washes the other here. That is, you. Uh, if I take 
the two sets of philosophy, the one on creating value for all your constituencies and then uh, the other be continual transformation in, in your ability to do that. Uh, if you fail on either one, you're going to fail. And But many of them we see uh, they don't dedicate themselves to creating value for all their constituencies. I mean, they may be cheating their customers. They may be cheating society, violating the law. Uh, they may not be treating their employees properly to enable them to develop and have uh, fulfilling lives, successful fulfilling lives. And you, you've got, or, or their suppliers. We know companies like the automobile industry used to their, their suppliers, they would be beaten down so they could barely survive and then they'd go broke. Well, when the Japanese came in and didn't do that, I mean, that wasn't the only aspect, but then they had to change. And we see, I see that in the big retailers we sell to. Some reward us for our innovations and creating better products that help them, and others don't. And guess who, who we work hard to help more? I mean, it's what I said. That's the, the first step in this virtuous cycle, finding the best opportunities, part of which is who's going to compensate us for the value we're creating for them. So it's, uh, I, I think it's a package. I don't think this, you're going to have virtuous cycles unless you do some aspect of all of this. Right, and they're mutually reinforcing, right, Phrase? Yeah, absolutely. That is perfect. That is the one we use. And that fits. See, everything fits. Uh, your, your hiring profile, go to values and intelligence. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And are we in short supply of the virtuous cycle in American business? Absolutely, we are. We're the the business community is to me is committing suicide rather than uh, opposing these anti-competitive, anti-innovation, anti-opportunity regulations and getting subsidies, protection from foreign competition. Uh, mandates, all these things they push for, which is contributing to a two-tiered society where those of us who have are doing great and blocking out a a large portion of the population. Well, you look at the history of two-tiered societies. I mean, just take Venezuela. People get fed up with it and they say, well, socialism's the answer. This stuff isn't working for me, so let's try socialism. And then that's a disaster. You just, our heart goes out to those poor people in Venezuela who are starving to death because the, the people who had didn't open it to everybody having an opportunity. Yeah. No, that's the last thing I want to see. I have a friend who says parts of California are becoming like Venezuela. Use that exact country. Gated communities surrounded by poor and homeless people people and, and illegal immigrants, you know, and um, the last thing America should become is that kind of place. Yeah. And so, so that's what, I mean, so we, we teach that and, and, you know, the other people, you know, we have this group stand together where we, we find uh, organizations in troubled communities who are, who are making a difference. And those aren't some expert who had a theory and goes tell all the, 
the stupid, ignorant people there what to do. No, what we do is we find somebody who lived through this, these problems, overcame them, and now is dedicated to helping others. And we now have partnerships with over 70 of these groups, and they are power. For example, in in helping prisoners learn a skill and learn the values of success and then helping them get started either in a business or a job when they get out and apply those, uh, these that the, the the average recidivism rate within five years being back in prison is about seventy percent, and with these groups, it's single digits. That's great. That's fantastic. But uh, but anyway, but my point uh, is that these groups learn these principles of market-based management, virtuous cycles, faster than the executive of any company we've ever hired. And, you know, and if somebody grows up in those tough conditions and became successful, boy, they see this. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I, I didn't understand it that way. Now I can do it even better. But they love it. Next week, we'll pick back up with that theme and discuss Charles' passion for dealing with problems in our society. This is a Bill Bennett podcast special feature. It's a conversation with Charles Bennett.